Hello again, everyone. I'm Matt Lachlan, along with... Amanda Stein. I'm back. I back, have a voice. And we are happy to have you back as our next edition of the Official Devils podcast is about to take place. And, you know, I was just telling... Uh, Mark Champa, who is our senior director of content, is that the correct uh, title on the business card? Yes, I should. Shaking no. his head, yes. 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 Uh, how well received these podcasts oh, have yeah. been. On Monday night, we had the uh, the big gala, the Sweep the Deck gala. A lot of fans came up to me saying, "Hey, love Same listening here. to you and Amanda." And then last night, uh, Ken Danico and I did a an event before the game with some season ticket members, uh, the Black and Red, as we're now calling them, and. Great response. Love them more. I want more. So uh, it, it's fantastic. I love it because I'm finding out so much more than you know a, a media guide will tell you. And even you know with how much time we spend with these guys, both you and I travel with the team and we're with them all the time. This is the time where we really get to know them, even though we spend so much time with them in person. This is where they kind of open up. And you and I had been talking about how when you pull athletes, or in our particular case, hockey players, literally out of their locker room environment, because we do it in a podcast studio, it changes the dynamic completely. There's a complete different ease about it, not worrying about what you're going to say, and you had mentioned the word, you know, not being scrutinized for what you're saying, and just letting loose a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think... Uh, I think people are going to really enjoy this one. Well, we have spoken with veterans and we have spoken with young veterans, if mm -hmm. you will. Use Miles Wood as an example or Jesper Bratt. But here we're talking with another building block for the devil's future. And that would be Joey Anderson. And Joey is a guy who was with the team quite a bit last year. He did get injured for a while, so he was up and around the, you know, with the Devils even when he was injured. And he was really disappointed when he didn't make the team out of camp because he had spent so much time here. And he told me that. He said it stunk. He said it was not fun at all. But he used his time in Binghamton to really harness what he said is his swagger back get that confidence back and he did it and when the time was right he was called up recently in the last couple 10 days or, or what what have you and he's making an impact right away on the roster he has and everyone who reaches this level has an internal drive the <laughs> compete level is awfully high but we're going to find out a little bit more about the drive that has helped joey anderson get to the national hockey league in the new jersey devils so welcome to the podcast, Joey. I know you're excited about uh, us delving into a side that some people don't know about Joey Anderson. That's the point of the podcast. We don't want to know about hockey. We want to know about the person. So welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. And Amanda, I have to start off. We were talking before we recorded this. My broadcast partner, Chico Resch, is in the University of Minnesota at Duluth, the UMD Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. And he makes me mention not his Hall of Fame status, but anytime anyone from UMD is on the ice, I have to mention it. We know Joey, of course, is a, a member of that illustrious group that has played at UMD. So welcome. And Chico, if you're listening, I got it out of the way early. <laughs> he has a reputation at UMD. He's well known up there because I know he goes back a lot, doesn't he, Joey? Yeah. No, he's awesome. I uh, My freshman year, actually, he ran a lot of our uh, chapels after practices and um, no, he is great. He's always around, you know, always available if guys need to talk to him and, you know, just, uh, you know, a great person to, to be able to chat with about life and just how you're doing. 
He like, w- even if you're not available, he'll still want to talk to you, <laughs> <laughs> which is what we love about Chico. A hundred percent. Well, he does seek out those who uh, wore the sweater. What attracted you to UMD? What What was the reason you went there? Uh, yeah, I, I love the city. My dad's from, from Duluth, so we've, uh, we've got some family up there. And then um, I was I knew, so when I had decided on my colleges, I, I knew I was going to the U.S. team, which was in Michigan. And being kind of a homebody that I am, I wanted to stay close to home where I could be back in a day, go back and forth. Um, and so it was really, it was there in Minnesota. And just from a career point, I was... I fit in really well with the culture at Duluth, very hard nosed. Um, the coaching staff there, they play a style that fit my game well. Um, and it was just a, a situation where I was going to have a good opportunity playing and um, it was going to be a sit- spot where, you know, I could, you know, climb my way to the pro ranks as fast as I could. And, um, and in the meantime, winning while we're there, I mean, we went in, I remember I was 14 years old and actually on my recruiting trip, my whole family was with us and, uh, we're sitting in Coach Sandlin's office, and you know, we we went in there. We weren't talking about you know just coming in. It was like we're gonna win championships here. Like this is the, the idea. And um, obviously, I wasn't there for four full years. But I mean, my first year we lost the championship game, and then second year we won. My brother was not being recruited with me, but was in the you know, we're going to, we're going to yeah. take care of him too on the <laughs> side. So like we knew right away that like we were both going here and then obviously like he went and he won back to back. So like they've, you know, we, we had a good run there at Duluth and it was uh, a very special place to be. How important was it for you? I mean, you mentioned being a homebody in terms of, you know, your career and expanding your career to be that close to home and having that sort of stability. Yeah, it was great. Like I, you know, when I was in junior, it was tough. Obviously, I was younger, but I, I'd see my parents, you know, when we were close to them, we'd be in Iowa, you know, playing in the USHL. Mm-hmm. We'd go on trips. They would be able to visit us. But I think, like, I think I went home twice my first year when I was gone, which was tough from September to June. So I think, like, you know, just being able to see them every weekend and, you know, my family could come up. I had so many familiar faces around me instead of being kind of alone with just my teammates. Um, it was nice, and I got to kind of create a little bit of a life away from hockey because um, I'm kind of I'm not the most outgoing person, so it's <laughs> a way to be um, more comfortable away from hockey, and, and it gave me uh, a comfort level that I didn't necessarily have being uh, away. Other than, you know, just being with your family, what do you like to do? Like, what drives you away from the rink um, in terms of your personal life and getting away from the game? What are those things? Ah. Uh, I know you're a homebody, but no, yeah, no, yeah. To be honest, just winning whatever we're doing. Like we play games all day at my house. Like <laughs> my family spends most of the time together. Like my brother and I grew up, we were always playing. Like we would make up games. We'd play games that were, you know, people would look at and go, "What are they doing?" But it was always just it ended in a fight, no matter what. <laughs> Didn't matter if you won or lost. It was, you know, I know we, you know, we'd play golf, and my brother never really got as into it until recently as I was and I think in part because I was better than him and he was so mad that he couldn't compete and now we're to the point now where like you know we can play with my dad and compete with him so we spent a lot of time golfing in the summers um we'll play you know wiffle ball street hockey go rollerblading whatever it is like um you know 
we play a lot of cards now that we just hang out and um but it was just so competitive always i know like we play in the backyard rink growing up and uh it'd be literally one-on-one and we would be out there for four or five hours (laughs) but it was every hour we'd have to go in and we'd play like best of seven series we'd have to someone would win and it would be like drop the stick as fast as you could into the house like try and lock that door because you knew the other person was coming and he was going to try and rip your head off (laughs) it was almost like a safe place it was like mom's here you can't touch me (laughs) and i I imagine there was also a lot of hey you can't leave now might have been like best but hey we're playing again always well even like i know he uh there'd be days where like you have to go in the other room and it'd be like 10 minutes like alone and just come back out we'd meet up again after literally just about killing each other you want to play again yeah let's go <laughs> and we're like yeah, all right let's go let's go let's play some more is it just you and your brother uh no then we have uh i have an older sister who's maybe a little under two years older than me gotcha um she how was she involved in this or she just on sidelines uh so yeah she didn't play like hockey as much when we were younger but uh she's always stirring the pot like she was probably <laughs> she's she was the one on the side that just like you know she would she would poke me in a way that would make me think it was Mikey and like me and Mikey would just go neck and neck and she would be over there laughing and she thinks it's what older but, sisters are for right but yeah no she's super close to us too like um you know she you know she tried to have her her own stuff going on too mm-hmm. so um, me and Mikey were kind of just mirror images of each other growing up and and so she had other stuff going on too but was um right there in the fold of everything and you know she, till we were probably 12 13 she was bigger than us so <laughs> she she could beat us up I was so going I was, to say yeah. she was she was someone we kind of stayed away from a little bit in that sense because she could take us down and then it wasn't then until I say now it's now it's completely flipped and we yeah, can't yeah. do anything to her because she's smaller than us but oh she still stirs the pot all the time nice. she will for the rest of your life by the way oh, as yeah. someone with a lot of siblings that never ends yeah What's her name and what does she do? Uh, her name's Sammy, and she uh, so she played college hockey at Saint Scholastica, which is a Division three school in Minnesota. And um, I'm not entirely positive what her job is. Um, I know she's in the business world of some kind. Okay, but she works in Minneapolis, and so she's always. I can't wait for her uh, to hear this. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, I, this is what I do, Joey. Yeah. <laughs> I've told you a hundred times, right? It's yeah, okay. It's all right. She'll be, she'll be okay. Are your parents competitive too? Yeah. So is that where you got it? Yeah, my parents are. They they've instilled it right from a young age. I know uh, there's some funny stories of stuff my parents did that you know probably wouldn't go over well nowadays. Um, but like, so my mom was a pro racquetball player. A little oh. background on that: she was a national champion um, when she was maybe 19. She won championships, and um, my dad played college hockey and you know he's just kind of good at everything he's one of those guys that like you play him in a game of any kind and he's either gonna be right there or he's gonna win but yeah, my mom has like a crazy fire in her um that like she instilled in like all three of us kids just from day one it was you know we don't play to take second or to mm-hmm. to get a medal or ribbon or whatever i know like Man, we came home one day. I played, might have been my brother. We played football for, I played a year. My brother played maybe three, four years of football. He got second place in the league. Like, we came home 
and oh, she might not like that I tell a story, but that's because right, it's funny. <laughs> but podcasts uh, are for yeah, that's no, it. but uh, my uh, Sammy had a friend over that like hadn't really been around much, like so she's just getting to know us, and she takes Mikey's second place football trophy from like fifth grade, like he's a ten year old kid. You want to know what we do with second place trophies in this house? And she drop kicks his trophy in front of all of us. And like we're like ten years old, like. And we we weren't even phased by it because we're just like that's mom second place, yeah that's that's just the, like that's the way it is that's yeah amazing. well you know what it is an, it's a sharp contrast but a welcome contrast in so many ways to the well everybody does get a medal type of thing I mean you're playing a game to win you're trying your best I mean you have to understand that not everybody's going to win but that's why we're playing the game that's why we're out there we're we're competing it's called a competition right. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know we had won two summers ago, so I, we were fully grown. Like me and Mikey were playing. We were at a friend's house with like our whole family was there. Their whole family, we we're in their pool playing five hundred, like the football game. And I did not care for the way he was playing. And it your got, brother, yes, okay, oh. and it got so someone threw one up, like the football up, and we both went up to grab it. And, I think I elbowed him in the stomach because I was pretty ticked off and he turns and he like grabs my head and like throws me. And then I just dropped it. I turn and I get him like arm around his neck and I'm yanking him under the water, pulling him all over. My dad jumped in the pool with his clothes on because I was like drowning him. Like I was, I was not having it. And like, this like, is a side of Joey Anderson I would never, yeah. ever guess because uh, you're so quiet <laughs> and timid in the locker room. Oh, our, uh, our, you know, our friends are sitting there and like they, they're not, they're not gonna be able to stop this. And like when I've like, that's what like, if me and Mikey were to fight, that's people ask me this a lot. If me and Mikey were to fight on a normal day, he might have the edge. He'd probably take me down, but I have like a little different spot that like he knows how to find that like ticks me off like i have a different level that anyone else like get out of the way like he he like knows like and he's actually talked about that like he's like yeah i could take joel except for when he gets this mad yeah but like he's pretty much the only person that's ever gotten me that mad so like when we were in duluth practicing like we actually had to stop because we were playing so much that our coach pulled us in and goes I can't have one of you two getting hurt in practice yeah. fighting each other. Like you two need to not go against each other or whatever. Like you guys got to figure this out because you can't get hurt fighting each other in practice. Yeah. Your brother is with the Ontario rain, right? Yes. Is that, yeah. Out in California. So what, have you thought about that NHL matchup? Oh yeah. No, <laughs> we're excited for it. I don't think, uh, luck, like we've played against each other. We played against each other in junior when he was in Waterloo in the yep. USHL and I was with the U S team, but it's, uh, we're smart enough not to let that come and like I would never get cost our team yeah because yeah. Of yeah. Yeah. between yeah. me and him and he would never do the same thing and but how much fun would that be just it'd to... be a blast I know I'd you know we're hoping someday but that'll be that'll be an incredible time if it does happen well maybe sooner than later obviously you're you're back here with the devils and he's on a really good path a really good career arc with the LA Kings so maybe maybe not when we're there coming up here at the end of the month but you never know you never know yeah we'll see what what impresses me most is you're very open about it that the competition <laughs> which is fantastic i think there are a lot of people listening going 
yeah, that's what I did with my brother, right? <laughs> or my sister, you know, the sisters fought or whatever. But you can also tell, and from conversations we've had with you previously, there's an incredible bond in the Anderson family too. I mean, there's so much love there as well. So it's competition, but it's it's surrounded by the heart. Oh, yeah. Well, like I talk about Mikey a lot like that, like, you know, especially people I'm close with, how much I want to kill him. <laughs> if anyone touched him, like, it would be like, I would hit that level mm-hmm. of insanity that I get win by him if anyone ever did something to him. I remember, I, so I was concussed my sophomore year at Duluth, and I didn't travel to St. Cloud, and he took a very dirty hit, like bad. He got, like, left the game. It was bad. Mm-hmm. They kicked the kid out. Um, I call our trainer, and I was like, I'm coming to Duluth, or I'm coming to St. Cloud. I'm getting in the car right now. I'm driving there. And I was, I was dizzy. Like I was, I had, not, I had a bad concussion. I was like, she's like, no, you're not. Sammy was with me, my girlfriend. She's like, you're not going there right now. Like, and I was like packing my stuff up. I'm like, I don't care if I play. I go, I'm going to see this kid in the parking lot right now. I'm going to go and <laughs> I'm going to go hurt him. Like, you don't, you don't, do, you, I go, you don't do that. Thank God for Sammy. Yeah. I say, <laughs> I, they, talk, talk, talking you out of it. Talked me off a ledge, but yeah. I was, I was worked up and then he comes home and we're both just like, Hey, how's it going? Like, we're all kind of like trying to get these concussions under wraps. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really like I, old school I would, hockey. I love it. Yeah. I really do. I love it. I mm-hmm. would never imagine these stories coming from Joey. Just, you know, just in the interactions that well, we've had, but then you, then you think about who you are on the ice and the way you play on the ice and compete especially this year with uh kevin rooney and uh john hayden it, it, it kind of all makes sense yeah, you fit of in all with makes those sense. your intensity right. well we saw it the other sense. and we saw it the other day too i think was it jack got hit in the corner and you came over nothing really developed from it but you let uh the, the la king player I'm, I'm trying to remember the oh, game philadelphia philadelphia yeah, yeah. yeah. oh that's off. right that was down there yeah 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 that was what i was like sitting there i'm like I, I got off the ice and someone was like oh nice job joe like way to get in there i'm like it's about as hard as I can throw a guy, like get myself to throw somebody without taking a penalty, like in my head. Yeah. And that's as close as I can come to without like fighting a guy without him just dropping the gloves. Like yeah. I will fight, but like, I don't know if I could ever just drop him and jump a guy like that. Like <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that part out. That's kind of the part, like I'm new to the pro hockey, like junior, we didn't have that where I played. So it wasn't even an option. And, um, you know, I've never want to take a penalty that would like negate our power play or yeah. something like that. Right. But you sent a message, there's no question, yeah. and I know it was appreciated by your teammates. Here's the irony, Amanda. I'm driving yeah. in today knowing that we're going to speak with Joey on the podcast, and I said, you know, one of the questions I want to ask him is, what does the term Minnesota nice mean to you? <laughs> was that it? Was and, that, and, that Minnesota and I'm going to ask that question, but we're seeing, I don't want to say it's not nice, but you know, we're, we're seeing that side that's uh, great, mm-hmm. quite frankly. But what is Minnesota nice? I hear this all the time. What is Minnesota nice? Uh yeah well so i mean i got it goes in a couple different directions directions yeah like i mean the generic just people from minnesota typically are nicer um you know it's a very friendly place i know like you know and not to say people aren't nice in other places i think they can come across more like busy or like Mm -hmm. doing their Mm -hmm. thing so i remember that was like one of the big adjustments when i came out here is like you know Everyone's very, everyone's very, everyone's very friendly in Minnesota. Like you don't run into too many people that are like, you know, doing their job quickly and moving places. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, people are more on a schedule here, like trying to get the things they're supposed to be doing. Um, Hockey, you know, 
there's been uh, a history that just kind of like I think at least I grew up with that Minnesota people or players are a little softer than players from you know say Canada or other places. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but to your point, um, yeah, I like to say hello to people, and you do in the metropolitan area. There's just so many people, and and there's a race and a crunch that goes on, and I say hello and. Sometimes I've never had a bad reaction, but they do look at you they like, look at you funny. really? Like well, you're saying hello or, but for the most part, you'll get a response and they're like, Hey, how's it going? And that's it. It's just an interaction. I think there's just that facade that kind of protects you in a big area like this, yeah. that really most people underneath that facade are, are really very, very friendly and outgoing. What other adjustments have there been for you coming to the East coast? Uh, well, being around like Jersey area, just the traffic. It's way different. I'm, I'm not a big people person. So, like, I know, like, I like it out by the malls out, like, Willowbrook and kind of, like, that area where it's just, like, it's, it's more like Minnesota suburbs mm-hmm. where I don't have to see people as much. Like, I don't deal with big crowds so well. Kind of claustrophobic like that. But um, that was the biggest thing for me is just the, you know, sell, the, the, like, service gas probably my first time here that was weird for me too that was so weird for me i was a little weird though i got out of the car the so first did I. I, I was like sit, i got out of the car the guy was like look at me i'm like oh i can do this and i'm sitting there i'm like why would i tip like i'm about <laughs> to tip this guy and like why, why would i give this guy money to do something i can do right now like um, that yeah. that, that for it. me too was the weirdest thing and when i got out of my car like ma'am what are you doing i was like going to pump my gas. Hey, hey. And every once in a while, there's a movement afoot to change that law in New Jersey, and everybody in the state says no. It's usually generally it comes from the gas station owners and some attendants who I I get Mm -hmm. it. You don't want to necessarily get out in lousy weather. You just want to collect the money. Hey, uh uh-uh. I pull in. I want to sit in my car and say, fill it with the mid-grade, please. Thank you. Yes, (laughs) Which is funny because Joey and I come from really cold climates, and I'm sure we've both – pumped gas in like minus i mean i go celsius like a minus 40 celsius no big deal just oh, go and do it right yeah like you'd bundle like, up to go out exactly there sitting out there and we i know like i used to have to like i was in college like i with the old car like i'd have to go out there and duluth would be yeah, I, again freezing. i don't know the fahrenheit to celsius yeah. like it would be like minus 10 fahrenheit i'd have to go out there for 20 minutes mm-hmm. and turn my car on and sit there while it defrosts yep. mm-hmm. because it was so cold. Both sides of my windows were frozen. I couldn't just scrape and go. And same, same. I, I had to go sit out there in the cold weather and I'd be bundled up and it'd be plug your car in, right? To keep yeah. overnight. Well, I would do that back home on, yeah. on occasion. Like my older car, I would plug it in overnight mm-hmm. so that I knew in the morning it, did, it wasn't it, frozen. It, it, yeah. It would start. That's why like, I know like I never had issues with it, but like when we went to I went to world juniors, I didn't drive my car for a month. It dies. It died. Like it. Yeah. it <laughs> so I know cold, Sam, it Sammy died. took it. Like was gonna take it when she got back to school, and uh, she yeah, she's like, it couldn't start. She had to get it like towed, and then they like just needed a battery or whatever. But it was yeah. like it was frozen. <laughs> well, uh, let's hope they never change the pumping, <laughs> yeah. the gas. But here's the beauty of New Jersey, right? And you kind of touched upon it, and the greater metropolitan area. You want the bright lights? It's right there. Yeah. Really accessible. But if you don't, you can get away. Now, New Jersey is densely populated in what I would call rural areas, Chico, 
chuckles at like he's mad you don't know rural <laughs> you don't know rural. rural i'll show you like northwest <laughs> minnesota what rural looks like but you can get away in new jersey so you have the best of both worlds maybe not quite minnesota like rural but you know what i mean like you you can also hide in a crowd here because there's so many people oh yeah that's not, i'm not even i'm i'm from what we would consider the city in minnesota like mm-hmm. i'm from a suburb that is i think i'm technically the city i live in is we're technically in st paul I'm 10 minutes from both downtowns. I mean, like I'm about as middle yeah. in the, in the city as you can be without living in downtown mm-hmm. in Minnesota. But uh, like, it's very like my suburb that I live in Minnesota is very similar to the suburbs that I would go to here. Like it's you know, maybe a few more people, like you mm-hmm. said, but it's, it's not much different. How far before it gets open when you leave Roseville? Like how far if you travel, say North before you get really, you do get out of that St. Paul region. Yeah. To go, probably I don't know necessarily how many miles but if I drove 15 minutes up the freeway it starts to open up a bit Hmm. and that's when you get into like kind of more it's like woods Minnesota's a lot of like woods there's not a ton of like you know there's spots where it's like farmland but it's a lot of like just you know pretty pine trees and stuff like that like that's like our drive from where I live to Duluth it's about two hours one one freeway straight north um you know it's trees and you get up north and then it's just beautiful right on lake superior um but then that it's just like they plant this city right there like it's like you know you go outside of duluth five minutes and it's just trees all right so we've talked about certain places you've been and maddie and i were talking about this before uh you came in have you ever been to the jersey shore no i feel like you would fit in for a very particular reason there are a lot of arcade games oh. and down walk. on the Jersey Shore. Boardwalk games. Boardwalk. Baby. Sorry, yeah, boardwalk. No, no, games. arcade too. Okay, but yeah, sorry. You get I mean, on I've the only been too. once. I've only been once oh, or we twice. Get you on the board, twice. Um, I can't help but notice. You know, I know your girlfriend Sammy, and we follow each other on Instagram. And every once in a while, and by every once in a while, I mean like every second day. Um, I can't help but notice that she posts Instagram stories. Of Joey Anderson winning every single possible arcade game, and it's always like captioned first try, major prize. What is like? Why are you so good at arcade games? Look at the, the smile on his face. I we growing up like we just we played video like we played games like I don't like. But arcade games are really hard. They're well, different. They are. Well, that's like we just like. I feel like it's kind of like my like my dad's just good at stuff. Like we, <laughs> some of that's just genetic. Like you just clicks. Like you know, we play games. It I know it frustrates the heck out of Sammy. Like she sits there and it's crazy. You know, yeah. like, it wins just, everything. And like that, like stacking one is the one. Like the stacking of the yep, squares. Stacker, we're good oh. at. We play that. I know me and Sammy we played down the clown. We always beat the high score on the down the clown. Do the is it like, like the the royal we? Is it just you or is she good at it too? Uh, I win, like, she'll play with me and some yeah. stuff. Other stuff, it's just me that I just go solo she on. She just watches. As you... But, uh, I mean, we we're just always playing stuff growing up, like little games, stuff with our hands that, like. What major items, I mean, I know the answer because I asked Sammy, but what major items in your household are the product of your ability to play these games? You can get this for 50,000 tickets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Also, we've got our blender is <laughs> from crazy. there. 
we have a speaker. Um, I forget. There's probably one more that's like a big one. I know we we're in the process right now. We we have enough tickets. We could probably we're gonna get like an Echo or like a Alexa process. or something. Nice. Like, <laughs> I, we're like right there. Everybody has to have a goal. That's so like I mean, you know, and it's it fascinates so, me. So where do you play around here? Not uh, that we go to Dave and Buster's. Nice. Yeah. I mean, we're you know, it's not not weird, right? Like a couple <laughs> of. 21 year old 22 year old exactly playing some games you know telling eight-year-olds to slide over it's my turn uh, <laughs> i love it it's not weird. i just think it's the funniest thing like not, when i see these stories pop up that's great i just think it's hilarious because he'll win and then he'll like turn to the camera and be like yep <laughs> did it again and then the claw game you're really good at that nobody claw wins at that nobody thing picks it it gets, most people it gets up you get oh and i then think it, like, i got drops. it and then it's not you it, what's the trick just good. Uh, <laughs> I don't I, give the secrets away. I, I like I, that. I see. I see the prize. I win the prize. I don't know. I just. I. I know where to put that claw. <laughs> now, do you like when when we're on the road? Do you like venture off by yourself to arcade? No. No. Yeah, no. It's like I have a little respect. For no, I, I'm 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 in bed. I go to dinner and go home. That's it. You know, get ready. But when you have time I off, I think it's so funny. Oh, it's it awesome. Cracks me up. I, I love it. Is there any game that frustrates Ooh. you though? Going back to that competition that you mm-hmm. have internally and 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 with others, like I'm going to beat this game, but right now it's got the best of me. <laughs> well, so historically. I know you talk about how I've won the stacker game yep. quite a bit. Historically, as a kid, couldn't do it. No dice. Not Could good. not for the life of me. I would get to the top one, and it always skipped. Drove me nuts. And it was one of those things, like, it just fueled me. Like, I'd lose at the top one. I'm like, another dollar. Here you go. And we wouldn't get a ton. Like, I, we'd go. This was like, we'd go to, like, vac- our vacation growing up. Like, we would go to Duluth, visit our family, stay at a hotel, and they would have a little arcade there. With that stacker game, I would get, we all get $10 and quarters, show up, six minutes. My, my, gone. Mikey. Your $10 gone in six Mikey minutes. Mikey might still have some of his money that he was given. Like, he didn't spend it. Like, he, uh-huh. he was like, I'm saving this. Like, this is my money. Yeah. This guy's at I like, the, And I'm over the there, I'm like, game. and I'm over there literally 10 minutes, like, hey, can I get a dollar? Come on, man. Like, you give me the dollar now, I will win. Like, I can guarantee you I will win. And it was just, you know, so funny. Like, I'd be looking for money. And eventually, I guess it just, you know, that game just clicked. It figured it out. And But other than that, like, I'm I'm decent at most stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, most of the games in there. Like, I don't have too many that I struggle with. You know, I can get in a groove on the basketball and just start hitting the same spot over and over Well, I was again. going to and say, because if you go to the Jersey Shore, yes, there are arcade games, but there's a lot of that, you know, shooting free throws for a teddy bear and that, that kind of game action. So that actually, if we go to our state fair in Minnesota and they've yeah. got like the real basketball shots, like like a three-point shot, mm-hmm. and I'll walk up and just one shot. And I always pay like, it's like, all right, you can pay three tickets for one shot. You win it. You get like a medium prize. And I'll always be like, here, six, whatever the large one. Come to the blender. Sammy's over there, makes it. She's like walking around, just like, what do you want me to do with this? <laughs> like, we showed up at our state fair this last summer, and it was really funny because Mikey couldn't win anything. And you're loving it. And right? I'm sitting there, like, Sammy Anderson, my sister's pretty good, like, it's stuff. She's winning too. And I go up there, and Sammy, my girlfriend now, 
like she, she didn't have enough hands to carry everything. Like she, I can see the like, picture, right? The big this? bear and I a mean, couple other a things. Blender. I mean, it was like any game we went up to is like skee ball. Sure. I love skee ball. Win it. Basketball shot. Win it. It was like a baseball throw. It was like every game it was like it was like literally guess your speed and I was like, Oh yeah, seventy eight. Throw it right on the money. Here you go. Here's a stuffed animal. She's like her hands are full. She's like, we're walking around giving away stuff to kids. Have you done that? Oh, yeah. Because we were like sitting there. We're like, we just showed up at like 6 o'clock to the state fair. We're like, we're like going out that night. So we're like, got a we're few gonna, hours here. And like, we walk to the fair from my house because we live so close to it. Like, we're going to be here till midnight, one o'clock. Like, we're not carrying this around. So all these kids are leaving and like, we like just like, hi, would you like this? They're like, oh, yes. Joey Anderson, the Pied Piper. Yeah. Kids following him around saying, hey, if you wait long enough, yeah. he'll, he'll give us he'll something. Give us something. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, man. Well, we should wrap up on the question. Yes. The, uh, question. the question that we ask every player when they come in on our podcast. And you've been with the team for a little bit now. And, and you were with us last year as well for a good stretch. And we always like to know what you do on a road trip on the plane. Maddie and I sit in front so we don't see. We hear some chuckles sometimes in the back. What does Joey Anderson do on the plane, and who do you sit next to? Last year, last year I sat next to Brett Sini and Blackwood. Um, That's a crew. I have not flown yet this year, so to be determined, mm-hmm. yeah. hopefully. Um, 95% of the time, mm-hmm. I just listen to music, and I play phone games again like that's where like i play games <laughs> on my phone really so that's like 95 percent of the time and then the occasional trip not every trip but occasionally mm-hmm. i'll download an episode of like family guy or the office or something and just watch some episodes of that but again that's so you're really, very rare but so I, what I, you're really doing is practicing just, your arcade skills i sit there and just <laughs> fidget on my phone yeah like i play games like do you have a stacker game on your phone no okay so, is that that's a thing what, Create that uh, not to my knowledge, I would create that one. What I do will be uh, very into cribbage. We play cribbage a lot in person. I have an app that I, I just play cribbage for hours, and then I have a couple different little like Candy Crush type apps yeah. and things like that that I just sit there and. So everything's a competition. No, that's that we've discovered. Absolutely. Well, look where it's gotten you, right? And more to come, certainly. What kind of music do you listen to? Uh kind of a mix like i'm not crazy picky i'm not really into rap or anything like that but like country rock like popular pop music like not like you know it's just kind of very song to song yeah he is diverse well joey thank you very much for sharing your thoughts your time with us it has been fascinating (laughs) indeed here's what i've learned i don't want to ever anger you and I know I don't want to play against you because I will come away with my ego bruised and battered because you will crush me and uh, take great joy at winning a QP doll. So. And if you follow him at the State Fair, you might get a teddy bear. Well, maybe I'll do that. That might not <laughs> be a bad. And then I'll do. bring it home to my wife and go, hey, yeah, look what I want. Look what I want. We'll find a spot for it. But seriously, uh, thanks very much. It's been a blast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I want to play him in skee ball. I was serious. Skee ball is like is one that of my... the one with like the little hole, like the yes. the round right? Yeah. So you get a, a brown yeah ball yeah. and you can get a hundred points if you yeah. get it in the smallest slot and so on and so forth. But I have vivid memories of playing games growing up. 
uh, not so much the Jersey Shore. We were more New Yorkers. I, yep. I was living in Manhattan for the first 10 years of my life. So we would go to Rockaway Beach, Playland. Now people looked at them and go, really? That was a long time ago because <laughs> Playland's not around anymore. But at any rate, I love skee-ball. And you take those tickets and you get some some prize, but never to the level of Joey. It, it's remarkable. Like, I, I mean, when I see the videos, I'm just like, Every single time I have to comment on it on his girlfriend's Instagram because it just like it's hilarious. Like there's just there's no stopping this kid. Yeah, he's and a machine. I love it. Oh, a blender, a speaker. We're working our way to an echo. Like I didn't even know you could do that. Like just like keep them coming. And then eventually next thing you know, he's going to like buy a house with it. I, <laughs> like, I was happy to get like a six pack of crayons. Yeah, exactly. I funded those places. I funded the retirement. <laughs> And for the arcade owners and Joey, you help pay for the prizes that Joey is now winning. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. So uh, that'll wrap it up for this week's official Devils podcast. A lot of fun spending time with Joey Anderson. Looking forward to seeing what he brings the rest of the way. So for Amanda Stein, I'm Matt Lachlan. Thanks for your company. We'll see you next time. Bye bye, everyone. 